perfect crime. No one saw it coming. No one heard a thing. This was our career bust. This was what, $100 million? This had to have been an inside job. Everything went according to plan. But there was one thing they didn't plan on. Let's do this right. No gunshots, no dead bodies. Well, you know, if I recall correctly, the last couple dead bad guys belong to you. Please. You ain't even trying to compare body counts. Huh? 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 Should I keep going all day? I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Detectives Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Oh, man. That's too much bass in your voice. That scared white folks. You gotta sound like them. We were wondering if we can borrow a cup of brown sugar. On the Miami Police Force. I'll be back. You, you, something wrong with you. They don't follow the rules. You, you ain't with the bad guys now. You with, you with the cops. They make them. Sir. You forgot your boarding pass. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gotta do? What you gotta do when they come for you? Bad boys. You know, you drive almost slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. Good evening and welcome back to episode 18 of the Film Realcast. Um, it's Nim here and I'm here with my good friends... James. James. Stuart. Stuart. Graham. Graham. How are you guys tonight? Very good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I think this is the most you've said on any podcast so far. Yeah. I'm quite impressed with this. Good, good. What have you guys been watching? (laughs) Well, this week I've been watching everything. I've been watching, obviously, Bad Boys. I watched Good Morning Vietnam. And I watched Patch Adams, which I really enjoyed. I watched a couple of horror films. I watched 13, 13, 13, which is a, 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 like a B-movie type of horror film. And I watched Begotten, which is one of the most messed up horror films that I think I've ever seen. And I've seen some really messed up ones, and this was extremely sick. So, uh, yeah, I'd still recommend people to watch it if they like horror films. And uh, What about yourself, James? James? Have you seen anything? What have you been up to? I've actually started watching. The other day, I started to watch Ashes to Ashes again. What, the American one or the no, English no, one? No, not the American one, no. The English one with uh, Keeney Dawes. Uh, okay. For Phil Gitt, for, for, uh, I really like it, I really like it. I watched the first episode. Yeah. And I'm on the, I'm on the, I was on the, I'm on the second one. Uh, and I'm halfway through the third one. That was a really good series, wasn't it? It's brilliant. I've, it's a third, I watch it yearly now. Yeah, I revisited Luther. Yeah? Yeah, I started watching that with Idris Elba. That is brilliant, absolutely Fantastic. Have you seen that, Nim? No, I haven't seen that, no. Oh, really, really good. He's so good. He's just, his presence and everything is just absolutely brilliant. I saw The Fifth Element a couple what of days ago. What made you watch that? It was just on TV and it's, it's one of my... Um, it's, it's just a film that you can just watch over and over again. That's, is that Mila Malkovich? Yeah, yeah. Mila Malkovich. That was her first big film. Yeah, she's really good in that, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier does all the uh, costumes in there. Oh, does it? Yeah. Which explains her bandage. Bandage. Yeah. 
either. What about yourself, Graham? Uh, Have you I, seen anything I, interesting? I, I don't really want to say, but it wasn't through my choice. I wanted to say, here we go. Through, it was through some company of mine. Um, <laughs> the better half made me watch Mean Girls. That was a, that was a highlight. <laughs> oh, oh, um, to be fair, one's a, in my opinion, one of Lindsay Lohan's better films. Only because only she was only coked off her tits from like half of it. It's a cult um, classic, though, isn't it? It Mean is, Girls? yes. It's, and uh, how every high school is, is apparently. Yeah. Uh, also watched Brave, the uh, Disney animation. I haven't oh, seen that. That is actually half. quite a good film. It's not your typical princess film either, it's is it? It's not. It was a, a few little, few little tweaks, manly tweaks. You know, yeah. a bit like Frozen. You know, it's a bit like not quite Disney. But yeah, it's good. I thought it was actually okay, watchable. Yeah. Um, and that's really about it as far as movies well, goes. Also, oh yes, Guardians of the Galaxy. How was that? You went to the cinema to watch yeah, that, didn't you? Man, that is such a good film. It's the best film I've seen this year. It's so good, considering I love all the other Marvel things. Iron Man, Captain America, and it does link in as well with the uh, other Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's just so good. If you don't take it serious, it doesn't take itself too serious. It's really funny, great action, and there's, there's still talking with regards to storyline, but it's really good for kids, and I took my uh, nine-year-old to watch it, and he absolutely loved it, but it's just such a good film. And hopefully I will be going to see it again because it's just that good. So I'd recommend anyone to go and see it. You don't even have to follow Marvel because it was made as a standalone film. You don't even have to follow the Marvel Universe to be able to understand it. It's just so good. So I just couldn't recommend it enough. I love it. Excellent. Right, well, shall we get down to business, guys? What are we watching? What have we watched, Neil? Tell us. Right, well, episode 18 has seen us watch a film from 1995... Set in downtown Miami in the heat of the summer. How old were you in 95? I was 17 years old. Just passed my driving test. Driving my Ford Escort. With a good yellow years. Escort with an orange door. A good, uh, a yellow song. Escort with an orange door? Yeah. Listening to the soundtrack of the film that we're going to uh, review today. And it's Bad Boys. Um, what, what were you guys doing in 1995? I was a virgin. He was a virgin. No, he said 95, not 2000. Oh! Yeah, just get that one right, yeah. I don't know what I was doing in 1985. I would have been born 81, so I'd have been about 13, because I'm about a couple of years younger than you. Hmm. So yeah, I was probably getting bullied at school, had spots, and looked quite unattractive. Um, you were 13? About 13. Oh, bless you. I, know, I didn't watch this film until pretty much the late 90s for the first time, early noughties, yeah. 2000s. So, uh, and the first time I watched it, I really liked it. Well, what I was doing, I was, at, I was at school. What about you, Stu? Yeah, piss off. I was 21. And <laughs> <laughs> I was at school because I was kept back a lot. <laughs> many, many, many years. Yeah. Yeah, I was working. Uh, I don't know if I saw this at the cinema. I can't remember, to be honest. I think I may have seen it at the cinema, but I don't really remember. Because I'm knocking on the, uh, the door of 4-0 that 21 was just uh, a blur of good memories and... Lots of alcohol and days where I'd actually have money, so... Did you... I mean, yeah. it's rated a 15, isn't it? Or was it an 18? Because I'm wondering, did you see this at the cinema? Because arguably you would have been... You may well have been the only one. Because I think Graham was still in nappies. Um, you may well have been the oh, only one. Graham? I was, I was try, just trying to work it out, really. Uh, and it's taken me a while. It was 1995, I was born in 86, so that was nine. <laughs> about eight and a half, <laughs> Nine. Eight oh, and a half when right. this came out, I was eight and a half. Oh, so did you go to the cinema and watch it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Y
Yes! <laughs> no, strangely enough, no, I didn't. Um, it was mostly many years uh, before I actually uh, watched it. I watched it when it was on DVD, Stu. That's a silver disc, about the size of a CD. They okay. replaced tapes, or slightly smaller than a record. Yeah. You remember those? I think I yeah. watched it on video. So, I watched it on video then, if it came out. And... So, you, what, did you rent it from like, Blockbusters or something, maybe? Uh, you I probably didn't go Blockbusters, because that was full of sad people who worked there. I worked there. Oh, I did you? There. I didn't know yeah. that. Didn't my friends were there. You can see really? my friends now as no, well. No, I probably got it. Yeah, I probably went to Blockbusters and rented it from there on video, which is uh, shows how old I am, doesn't it? Yes. Thank you. Thanks for bringing it up. We should never ask that question now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so Bad Boys, it was um, directed by a chap called Michael Bay. Heard of him? You've heard of him? Only just. Okay. Well, don't, don't do very many famous films, do you? No, he's busy ruining famous films now, isn't yeah. he? And with a, a, an all-star kind of lineup, we've got Mr. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Now, Will Smith, everyone's going to heard of Will Smith and yeah. Martin Lawrence, big, big Hollywood actors, and Will Smith from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hasn't so. aged a bit. He hasn't. Still looks no. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, Shall I go straight into the synopsis, guys? Go for it. Yeah. So, this is a cop film um, set in the US, uh, Miami. It's about, um, basically, a $100 million worth of confiscated heroin was basically just being jacked from the police. Um, it was a career bust uh, of the two detectives, played by Will Smith, uh, Mike Lowry, and Marcus Burnett, played by Martin Lawrence. Uh, the Missing Drugs now threatened to shut down the, the narcotics division of Miami Police Department. Um, they're being investigated themselves by uh, the, the kind of police of the police within the... IA. Uh, IA, that's right. Internal so, Affairs. Internal Affairs, that's exactly. what they're called, right. Um, the drugs um, investigation turns deadly when there's uh, murders and kidnaps of witnesses... Um, one of which is a beautiful police informant, Tia Leone, close friend of one of the uh, cops, Martin, um, well, I say Martin Lawrence, but Marcus Burnett and um, Will Smith's character, Mike Lowry. Oh, she, um, that's, ooh, I don't know really. She's not really a close friend, is she? It's she's Max, a friend she's of She's a working girl. Smith. Yeah, it's Max yeah. who's the close friend, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And she's a hanger-on, isn't she? Yeah. She's, she's a friend that just turned up and was unfortunately in the wrong place at the very, very yeah. wrong time. She's forced to become um, Lawrence's, well, yeah. close friend. It's close friend, <laughs> yeah. So what you see in this film is loads of fast cars, beautiful women, non-stop action, um, and, and this is what made Bad Boys, uh, you know, a guaranteed good time. Yeah, it's a, a simple, a very simple film, isn't it? It's a very uncomplicated film. It's a simple kind of cop storyline. Drugs, baddies, people being kidnapped, people being killed over the drugs, um, and all-out shootouts and car chases. And when you first saw Bad Boys, bear in mind, not exactly when it first came out, but what did you think of it when you first saw it? Well... I am and was a big fan of um, Will Smith from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air days. So this was a kind of film when it came out, you know, I remember there was a lot of hype about it. Um, something else that kind of sticks out is the soundtrack. I think a lot of people probably went to see it because the soundtrack, I think, was released in the UK. Um, I think it was Shy Guy. 
ahead of the film because the film was released obviously a lot earlier in the US, Lord of Mercy or something like that from Shy, Shy Guy and also um, is it Ini Kamozi who does Bad Boys? Is it bad? Did he do Bad Boys? That rings a bell because yeah. I downloaded that the other bad day. Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what are you going to do, do that? Yeah. For you. yeah, so they, they were like quite big hits. I remember you know, people were listening to that and I think the Shy Guy thing was number one for quite a while in the UK charts. It was um, indeed. I remember it on Swap Shop and uh, Saturday Superstore and things yeah. like that that they were playing it and Top of the Pops. So, but yeah, ultimately, I thought it was a, a great action-packed film for the. You know, it was, it was, a, it, it was a film of the '90s, and I think watching yeah. it now, um, you know, you can see that it is a '90s film. Oh, it's very much so. And the fact that, um, I mean, I was looking at IMDb and because I've watched this film so so many times, but I've never really looked into. Any of the facts about the film. And the role of Mike Lowry was destined for Arsenio Hall. Um, well, I hadn't heard of, but when I looked him up, he plays Eddie Murphy's like, assistant in um, Coming to America. I've never, oh, never seen Coming yeah. to America, so he yeah. might as well He's very much a character like Will Smith, isn't he? he may, yeah, in that film he is. Yeah. And you believe he could He play. could have pulled his role off, couldn't he? I think but, he could have done. Yeah. I disagree. But Will Smith uh, at the time... I don't, I don't think he would have been able to... No? No. Why? He is like a, you know, number two to the main lead. Like he was a number... You know, you've got Eddie Murphy, a strong actor in Coming to America, and, and that other guy, he was just like a second... Supporting actor. Supporting actor, yeah. Supporting I, I think, yeah, it's like, you know, Martin Lawrence, he was perfect for the supporting role for this film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what do you think about Martin Lawrence? He does the, uh, is it the Big Mama? Yeah. Films. And uh, Blue Streak as well. So yeah. That's a good one of his. I mean, I've never really been a fan of the Big Mama films. Yeah. First one was good. I enjoyed the first one, but that's probably about it. Because I think it's right. I, I think he's... He's like a good, you call him a number two, that's really rotten, but he's like a good assistant, a sidekick, isn't yeah. he? and I think on the films, like Big Mama, I mean, I didn't think they were particularly funny films, and he's good when he's with someone else, when he's got that chemistry game. That's, that's right, I mean, the, one of the first films I actually saw Martin Lawrence in was um, Kid and Play, House Party, Yeah. Um, and again, he was like a sidekick, yeah. you know, he was like the kind of class joker in that film, wasn't yeah. he? He's like the, the geezer it with the bad for him, didn't it? Yeah. He'll always be the goose to Will Smith Maverick. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. nice. I like that. Nice. Exactly. Anyway, we'll start. Um, the, the film, I mean, it's a, it's a very smooth, stylish film all the way through, isn't it? And it starts with Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence in a Porsche. And it's he's uh, talking about it's a 105k Porsche. I mean, the cars mean nothing to me. I know a nice It's a limited car. edition car. Uh, 3.6 Turbo, I believe. It belonged to Michael Bay, didn't it? It did, yeah, and he did let him have it for the movie, yeah. which I'm quite impressed with. And it was only a thousand made. It was a very limited edition. But it didn't have a cup holder. They yeah, weren't exactly. made with cup holders in him. Strange yeah. that. Pretty basic. Mm. Yeah. See, my Honda Jazz, other cars are available, has two cup holders. My Mini Pacement, other cars are available, has four, however... I can buy extra and put extra in if I wanted, so I could have as many as fit. That puts pressure on you having that many friends. I'm comfortable that I know I'll only have one friend. That I've, I've only got four seats. 
yes. A small cuddly Yoda fills one cup holder. For me. A full the... cuddly Yoda? A small cuddly Yoda. Oh, I thought you said a full cuddly Yoda. Huh? I thought you said a drink. Small cuddly Yoda. A new cocktail. Good yeah. boys. Yeah. Is it, what, what, what is a small cuddly Yoda? It's a Yoda. Soft toy. Right, you said cocktail. You you're you're not keeping up, James. No, Continue with the cocktail sarcasm. Right. Yeah. M- moving on. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> crying out loud. And the, the film starts where they're both in the porch together, and the, <coughs> you get the chemistry, you see the chemistry between both of them, just talking about Martin Lawrence being under the cosh completely from his missus, and that Will Smith, you get the impression straight away that he's a real smoothie, he's got loads of women shagging constantly, different women. And they get carjacked, don't they? And I, don't know, and I, I take it... Do they plan to get carjacked? That's what no. I was going to say. I don't think they do. No, because no, they're driving along. Martin Lawrence is eating and he's getting moaned at for eating in the posh car. He drops his chips. Feels, yeah, his chips go through and he, they just pull over. I, I wonder why they but pull you, over. But you do see in the background, you do see the car in the first seat, in the first couple of sequences of that particular scene, you do see the car and it kind of moves out to the middle of the road and moves back in again. As if something all dodgy is going to happen if you're paying that much attention. No, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so the chips go down, they pull over, and then that's when. All uh, oh, right, so yeah. Stunning Bird gets out, and she is attractive. And then the two guys pull up with guns, and then they start arguing, don't they? Uh, Smith and Lawrence start arguing, and uh, that kind of puts off the uh, carjackers, then it all distracts them, and then they. They kick their asses and then they're heroes, and that's kind of like a general theme, yeah. Pretty much throughout mm. the, like the film, isn't it? That again, a sticky situation, right? We're gonna have an argument, and then everyone will think, Why are they arguing? and then they'll pull their guns out and kick people's asses, and that's that, that, that is it, really, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that was probably a, a common trick, yeah. But I mean, I looked at buddy cop films, and you won't, you two, or you lot won't have heard of this. Have you heard of Freebie and the Bean? No. Okay, that was in 1974. That's James Kahn. That's a really good buddy cop film. That was the first one I can remember. It's a brilliant, brilliant film. And you got 48 Hours of Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. That was made in 1982. That was buddy cop as well. And that's a really good film. Yeah. That, was that before Lethal Weapon then? Yeah. I'm coming to that, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Lethal Weapon was made in 1987. That's a quality, that's quality, set, quality yeah. set of four films there. Yeah. Two on for the shit. That was uh, yes. another buddy cop, which was really good. And... Um, Beverly Hill Cop was made in 1984. Is that really a buddy cop one, though? Yes. Well, it is, because you've got Judge Reinhold, haven't you? And yeah, I suppose, kind yeah. of bouncing off each other and yeah. stuff like that. So you've had this, the buddy cop film, I mean, since 74. I mean, a lot of good things were made in 1974, so including myself. But yeah, and then it goes on to, um, after they've done that one, you then go and see the bad guys, don't you? They're in their truck, um going to basically break into the property store and they're led by, I'm going to pronounce his name completely wrong, by a guy called Fouché's character name and it's um, Checky Caro, I think that's his name, probably going to be wrong, email me if I'm wrong at thefilmrealcast at gmail.com and they go there, they break break into the uh, property store and they still, um, as Nim said, uh, $100 million in heroin which was the career bust for um, Smith and Lawrence. And they steal it and they don't kill anyone because they know that, the, as they say, the cops will be all over them if they kill a cop when they steal it. And uh, they're basically sent out 
to then search for them, aren't they? They meet all yeah. their contacts. The thing is, you'd think the cops will be all over them if you nick a hundred million dollars yeah. worth of heroin as well, but anyway. Yeah. It's like a lot of hole there then. Yeah. And Maybe. If, and after that, it flicks to Martin Lawrence, who's at home with his kids, and you get to see that his house is a shithole, like it is when you've got kids. And he's get, they get no time for like jiggy jiggy, do they? No. She's too tired. And the kids just run in and invade them. And it's like a, a complete contrast to Will Smith, who's got a lovely flat. But we get that in a lot of buddy cop films. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's this kind of... It set the standard, didn't it? Or in the 80s, this was the way it was, wasn't it, really? Yeah. And the One uh, single. Early 90s, with, again, you could look at Lethal Weapon. You've got yeah. Murtar with loads of kids. And um, I can't even remember Riggs, now what... Riggs. Riggs. That obviously he's going through problems with his wife getting killed and stuff like that, but he's on his own. Eddie Murphy, he's rarely in any film where he's married and got loads of kids in any police film, is he? Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's like a general theme. Um, and then it goes on to the Meet the Snitches. And does anyone watch The Sopranos? You've got their first snitch, no Jojo, they go and see, it's Chris. Um, yeah, I thought I recognised him. Yeah, yeah, and, he's one uh, of the sons, isn't he, in Sopranos? Yeah, well, uh, no, he's not one of the. He's not Tony Soprano's son. He's just one nephew. of the. Yeah, he's like his nephew. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I think he ends up getting wasted in the end, anyway, in Sopranos. But yeah, it's good to see him in this kind of drug-related as usual. And then they go to a. Uh, it was quite. It was really tropey, but I mean, I enjoyed it when I first saw it. A lot of these things in this film was really tropey, but they go to a boxing club, don't they? To meet one of their informants, and it's Will Smith's informant. And they go and meet um, Max, who's played by um, Karen Alexander, Max Logan. And she works in a gym, but she's really attractive. And even though she's really sweaty, she still is stunningly good looking. And she obviously fancies Will Smith. And it's. I, I, I struggled throughout this film. I only watched it once. Usually I watch a film twice. First for watching it, second for notes. So I didn't watch it twice, I couldn't watch it again. Just because you're not invested in any of the characters, are you? Because the yeah. story is so simple that Martin Lawrence could have died and you would have thought, oh, he's got family, which is a bit sad. But I don't really give a shit, to be honest. I don't know how you guys... Well, it's just, obviously, like the last couple of films we've done as well, we've spoken a lot about character development and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from in this with the... But the two main characters really but they they do give you the background very very quickly of each of them so you get almost a scene each and then that's it and there's nothing else no no further depth really until it goes on to the next one but yeah I can see where you're coming from it really wouldn't matter although I'd be a bit disappointed yeah you would be disappointed for the fact that they've shown you the kids and the relationship yeah. but and I suppose because this film is so simple and it is mainly an action film isn't it that they wouldn't invest mm. time in like character development for the kids and stuff like that. But I think for other films that we've watched, where they do invest in character development, it, 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 I do enjoy it. I like to know where people have come from and stuff like that. But in a, in a Michael Bay film, you're just going to get special effects and action and people getting blown up and standing there in vests looking really cool, and which this film never let you down, to be honest. So... They basically say that there's a big shipment of, or loads of heroin has been stolen. And do you know anyone who's been having any parties and who's been flashing heroin around and stuff like that? 
So I got the impression that Max works in a gym, but she's a prostitute as well. Is that what she yeah. was? Yeah. So, so she said she'd have a lookout, and then it goes on to this um, this madam that she's organising basically these prostitutes, isn't she, to go around to have all these parties and stuff like that. So she goes around to a party and she gets her friends, a friend by played by Tia Leone, um, Julie, to come along to this party because it's like a, a couple's one, isn't yeah. it? But when they get there, it's just this single bloke who used to be a cop, who was a dirty cop, who was thrown out, wasn't it? And as soon as I saw Tia Leone, when we spoke about this, she is Megan Fox of the 90s, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is. What did you think about that? Did you relate to... Well, yeah, she kind of, kind of is. But then in most films, you've always got that strong, sexy female, mm. haven't you, really? Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a... I wouldn't say that she was... She was like Megan Fox, but obviously Megan Fox is the latest one. But there's loads of them like it. She's like know, Patsy Kensett in um, the, the Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah, or it, you know, it even goes back to Bond girls, doesn't it? You have a, yeah. a really fit one Bond girl, so she's just continuing the the theme really throughout the whole of you know because obviously *Leaf Weapon* you got like she, I thought uh, she did. Beverly Hills Cop. She, she did look a bit like Megan Fox. She did. She did. Yeah. With the colour hair. Oh yeah. She's quite striking, isn't she? And she, with her red lipstick and stuff like that. And that's what Megan yeah, Fox. And then I saw her in *Jurassic Park* three. How the mighty have fallen. What this um, Tia Leone? Yeah, she was she is, in. isn't she? I think so. I don't think I've seen Jurassic Park 3. I, I haven't either. Probably a good thing to do. I think I tapped out after number 2. Number 2 is a pile of shit. But yeah, no, but yeah, she is. She, she, was, she did remind me of Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. Did you, I mean, before they go to the gym, um, they're talking to Francine, who's the secretary in the police station. And obviously, you find out in the end yep. that she's married, or her boyfriend is the crooked cop who's got fired, who gets killed. And that she's the one supplying the information, isn't she? Mm. Or she gave them the information. I mean, when I first watched that, I didn't guess no. that, that she was in on it. I, I kind of halfway, the last I third think... of the film, when, she, when they did the, um, the typical like, looks of worry, once they pull away from like Will Smith walks away, she sits at a desk and she kind of looks around worried. Yeah. And you're going to think something's not right, but I never guessed no. that she was like, in on it and fed what, what, were there any clues? the information. Do you think watching it again? I couldn't really. No, there weren't any. No, I mean, which is a shame. Yeah, I mean, there was no link to her and Fouché, was there with regards to supplying the information or anything like that? And they, and because they had a good relationship with her, then you had no reason to suspect. You didn't, but I think that's one thing the film missed out on. Not missed, missed out on. Because I think when you rewatch a film, it's lovely to see those moments. You think, oh my god, I missed that. Had I picked that up, I might have known. Yeah. You're given a couple of clues, but, the, but, but obviously there wasn't. As, no. And as you said, it just shows the simple, obviously, storyline. Yeah. And it, which, which potentially, through no fault of its own, because it does what it says in the tin, in yeah. my opinion, had quite a lack of depth. Yeah, because I felt they were rushing from to get to an action scene, or yes. to get to a scene where you see a nice car, like a Porsche or something else, and... So you lost out on the depth mm. of the storyline because they were rushing to get to Will Smith with his top off or Martin Lawrence in a vest or something like that. And, and most of the views that they had from when they showed Will Smith Martin Lawrence were kind of were down, panning upwards, weren't they? And uh, we'll talk about the slow-mos later on because 
there are lots of them, aren't there, throughout this film? Indeed. I think every single uh, action scene has got a slow-mo in it, or it's all done in slow motion, which uh, towards the end I found quite funny. But we'll talk about that later on, because I like ripping films apart, because it makes me feel proud and happy. So Will Smith goes to... Um, well, no, this, this lady, Julie and uh, Max, go and meet this guy. And he's a little bit creepy and everything. He's got this heroin in front of him. And is it Boucher, Fourchet? What was Fouché. Fouché. He comes in, and obviously it's his heroin that they're meant to split. And he says, yeah, I was going to split it, and he's clearly talking out of his arse. So they, they don't shoot him first, do they? Or to, no, they just get shot, shot first. Yeah, yeah she, she shoots shot first. Right. Yeah, it was obvious that she was going to get shot, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause but why, in that scene, does he hold a pillow up, shoot through the pillow to shoot Max, moves the pillow, and then shoots him in the knee? Yeah, don't know. So you might as well just gone. Without the pillow. Bad guy, yeah. You can do what he wants. Exactly, right. I just wanted to know what's the purpose of the pillow. Maybe there's maybe, because you know what's going to happen. Well, the thing is, it muffles the sound. It does. Yeah, so therefore, you would think, right, okay, he's doing that because he's cheap, can't afford a silencer. So, muffles the sound with the pillow, but then shoots him in the knee so everyone can hear him. Maybe the pillow. Maybe. (laughs) Wrong with furnishings (laughs) for the room. I didn't think think like that. I'll have to (laughs) rewatch it to see if there is a colour clash there. That might be the reason. But he's a good baddie, isn't he? Oh yeah, I think he's. Well, a, I think he's a good baddie. I think he. Well, he's, he's one of those. I didn't. I think he was very average. He, I didn't really dislike I, I him. He just looked mean. He did. Yeah, he looked mean. But once again, it was very cliche. There was nothing special about this baddie that made you think I really want this guy. What baddie would you have liked? Pardon? Well, there's loads of baddies in it throughout. Throughout, not just body cop films. Obviously, you've got um, you know Professor Snape from uh, Die Hard. I've got his name now, that's why I can't. Yeah, I, I, I don't he's, know. He's a bloke in Die Hard. I completely forgot on his that Adam Rickman. Rickman. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, brilliant, brilliant bad guy. Even when you go Die Hard with a Vengeance, Simon says, brilliant bad guys. And it's almost like they are, they're bad, they are a joy to watch because they're so good at playing their part of but was, being bad guys. Was Die Hard, because was, was, that was Jeremy Irons, Alan Rickman, were they 18s? Were they... I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. With a Vengeance, I think was a fit, may or may not have been a fit. I think they raised between 15 and 18, didn't they? Yeah, number one was probably an 18. But you don't have to do the swearing stuff to be a good bad guy. There there are plenty of good bad guys in cinema and in films. And this guy was just very, for me... But you're limited to the violence and how bad you can be. Yeah, okay, yeah, but you look mean. Yeah, okay, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. She she was more intimidating than this guy, I thought. He looked bad, but that was about it. Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Is that a... a Disney film? Yeah. So it's one of it's the latest non animated kind of Disney film. Well, no, I'm talking even about the actual yeah. uh, Sleeping Beauty one. Yeah. Wasn't that when you got Witch? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you've got Scar from The Lion King. I mean, well, yeah, he, no, he I'm just telling you, bad guys. And he, 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 he was drawn, yeah, better than this, this guy. He, this guy was just very average. Was, I felt there was nothing special about him. He was I a felt, poor bad guy. No, it was average. It was, it was, it was okay he at his job. It wasn't, you know. No, he did his job. You he's like a work. You wouldn't sack him, but you wouldn't say you're going to be employee of the month. That's very true. So that's what I felt about him. Yeah. There's more. There's no, better I see, bad I see guys your point, but I think you're limited on. Like, no, the James I, I don't Bond, think, I think you are. Because James Bond bad guys, for all the films, they they plot to do evil things. They do. But you, none of them. I I don't know if any of them are really evil. I mean, apart from. Um, Skyfall, no, was it Skyfall? What was the one where he 
He went to that island and there was loads of burnt down buildings on it. That, that was Skyfall, wasn't it? I think it was. Mm. And he shot the apple off the girl's head. Yeah, and then shot her. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was a really good baddie. But apart from that, they're kind of token gesture baddies because they're limited due to the rating. I don't think, I, I of, disagree of with what you. what they want. Because I disagree. Because Die Hard was an 18, I think. Yeah, but... But the follow-ups, because they're so popular, they've got their audience, they yeah. have to, like every film, lower the rating because they've now got their audience and they can encourage more people to go and watch it if they lower it down to a 15, which yeah. is what you're limited to. Because Jeremy Irons isn't really evil, is he, in um, Die no, Hard 2? but he was a better bad guy. You don't have to be evil to be a bad guy. Okay, slightly different, but the T-1000 Terminator. Manipulative. Yeah, T-1000 Terminator. He doesn't act very well. He, he doesn't, doesn't really much act at all, other than the fact that he's a robot. What, yeah. I'm Schwarzenegger? No, 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 I'm talking about Terminator 2. Right. Because that's 15. Yeah, the T-1000. But you find him extremely intimidating. What he does, he does it very, very well. Yeah. And it's not just the actor. It's obviously the way it was shot. It'll be the, it'll be the, the, the script. And obviously the, the, the actors cool around killer. him. He's a killer. You actually see him... So this guy. Kill people. So this guy. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But I, I just think he's, he's violent as well. A lot worse. This guy shoots someone. Yeah. You don't see him cut anyone's throat or head off or anything like that, do you? Or break their kneecaps or anything. No. I don't know. I mean, it might just be me. That doesn't, make, that doesn't make you a bad guy. Um, Simon says he didn't do that to anyone. Uh, Jeremy Irons didn't die. Yeah, but he wasn't particularly... I don't think he was particularly bad. No, but he was a better bad guy than this guy. I, yeah. I, I was just giving you an example, which I completely regret now. Let us know if you think he was a bad guy. Then, what or you who think? your favourite bad guy is. Email then, or tweet us. Then, what's your opinion? Know. You've been quiet. I've, I've fallen asleep. You've done the intro, then he falls asleep. I mean, look, I think... What makes a bad guy? If you look at some of these films, what we've said, they they tend to use like European actors, and they they tend to be like kind of German or aristocratic British people. And I think it's more the cleverness, the cunningness of a bad person, as opposed to how much violence they use. I see, it might just be me then. And and I and I think you know, this Fouché character, I, I think he was a pretty okay bad guy. I thought he I was think quite what, good. What made him bad, or what made him a villain? I think was the fact that he. Sometimes they don't say as much. They're, you know, they're they're very quiet and they just yeah. It, or is it, it, it that he didn't in all the other films that we've just spoken about? They're discussing villains and bad guys. Is it that he didn't play a massive role in it and there wasn't a lot of him during the whole film really up mm. until like obviously the last the yeah. the, the closing sequence um, of the last you know seven minutes of the film? Is it because there wasn't a lot of him? to get that depth, to get that, you know, because in Die Hard you see almost every other scene is him talking or mm. him doing this or instructing someone to do it. You don't see that in this. You see four or five scenes with him in, but that's it. But he's a very clever bad guy, isn't he, mm. in uh, Die Hard? But I like Alan Rickman. I think he's a, a fantastic actor anyway. But yeah. Well, we're tangent in huge. As always. As always, yeah. Wait till Christmas, boys and girls. Exactly. So... Um, before they go to the party, though, the Max says, if you ever get in any trouble, speak to Mike Lowry. She says that several times over again, and it's even repeated uh, by Julie, isn't it? So Which they... is annoying as well, because it's yeah. a bit like they're thinking the audience is thick, so we've got to repeat it all the time. That's the impression I got. Yeah, I got that as well, and when it was said again and again and again, and even when having their conversation in the uh, boxing gym, that she said you love him and your feelings for him and uh, I can go to him at any time I want and it is repeated about is. five or six times but obviously Max gets shot um, the cop gets shot as well the, well, the crooked 
um, cop, which you don't really care about. They know that Julie's witnesses, so she does a runner, and they go after her, and she escapes. And then she uh, makes contact with the office where uh, Martin Lawrence is. And because they're looking for leads to this, they want to speak to anyone. So she rings up and says, I just want to speak to uh, Mike Lowry. And they said, yeah, I'll go and get him for you. But he's obviously out, so the only person they can speak to, which I thought this was a funny scene, mm. and that she has to speak to Martin Lawrence. And uh, they said, yeah, you've got to be sexy like Mike, you've got to be sexy. So he's sitting in his chair, isn't he? And he's kind of like grooving in his chair. He's like, yeah, I'm Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry. Like that. Like, I thought that was a really stupid scene. But it's like, that's my kind of humour, that is. I like that. Yeah, it is I mean, quite funny. I mean, you seem quite upset, James. So, no, did no, you find I thought, funny? I thought, or I thought you calm down for humour? Oh my God, shut up. I'm calm down for humour. I thought that was moderately funny, yeah. Moderately funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. I chuckled. Would you have rather watched Hostel again or oh. Motel was nimble? Motel. Motel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you enjoy this as much as Motel? I thought this was better than Motel. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Motel? I've not seen it. It's a really good film. You've got to check out Motel. A bit like Hostel, but a little bit better. I still can't wait two weeks to set him up and he goes and ruins it. Oh, like, no, That's so yeah. good. So good. <laughs> but, so, this sets up the, the main story, doesn't it? That she wants to go and meet Mike Lowry and she doesn't know what he looks like. So, Martin Lawrence is told, you're gonna, say you're going to go on an assignment because he's under the cross from his wife and he'll look after you. So, they go and meet. Obviously, they don't hit it off straight away because Martin Lawrence is... Quite, I don't know. His character's quite highly strung. Isn't highly it? strung. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah, he can't be cool, and he loses his cool like Mike Lowry. So she stays with him at Lowry's place, and Will Smith moves in with uh, Martin Lawrence. I'm not being funny. It's so this does set up some really funny scenes for later on. Okay, but the actual crux of this, what a stupid, like, it's so stupid. Wouldn't you? It just annoyed me the whole way through the film. Yeah, the fact that. Let's pretend. How about you just say, no, I'm not really. I'm his best mate. This is Mike Lowry five, in a scene five minutes later. Fair enough. It doesn't set up all those funny scenes. But, uh, but that, I, I can't help but think how stupid this it whole is. crux was. But you've got to accept it, haven't you? Yeah, but I've got to accept it for the shitness that it was, essentially. Right? Because uh, it just angered me. You're quite aggressive tonight, aren't you? I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Just so you know, folks, it is uh, seven minutes past one on Friday, and it's the twenty uh, second. Yeah, it's in the morning UK time, and uh, James is quite aggressive. I'm Proper angle. No, I'm just, I'm just saying it was just, it just annoyed me, and it was a bit like, a bit like I've eaten something that's quite bad, and I can still taste it throughout the whole day. That's exactly how I, how I was feeling. See, it didn't bother about this me part of the film. The whole film is like this. Maybe yeah. it's, it's yeah. just guns, explosions, <clears throat> and yeah. good-looking girls and good-looking cars. Yeah. That's it. You don't expect anything more. Yeah. Everyone drives a Porsche who's worth something, and they look good, and they've got really good physiques. There isn't one fat person in this who's a main character who looks scruffy, and that, that's just the way the film was. It's such a, an easy, no-brainer You know, film. you're right, and the scary thing is, uh, looking forward, it's one of the better Michael Bay films. Um, as well, so do you really think so? Yeah, unfortunately, so, I yeah, I think it is time. I mean, I enjoyed 
I know first Transformers film. Yes. I thought that was a very good film. And I that, really enjoyed then, that. But that's been. I mean, I know we. I know obviously. Tangent, tangent, but that's been his last good film. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think that went downhill rapidly. So much so that after the second Transformers film, I wouldn't pay money to go and watch them at cinema. I just found them absolutely shocking. They were so boring. And they got longer, and they were boring. Yeah, but and he, he Michael Bay in this is good. I don't know because I don't. But Michael Bay cannot do action properly. In my opinion, it looks good. We get these mice, we see nice big explosions in all of his films and stuff. But looking at like the Transformers, it's very hard to follow what the hell is going on. Yeah, Luckily, it didn't quite happen to this. Mm. But, but you can almost you can almost see the setup for him wanting to do bigger things. Um, yeah, well, this is Michael Bay, um, Don is it Don Simpson and yeah. Jerry Brockheimer. Yeah. So I mean, they've all done action. I mean, you got Top Gun. Drake Rockhammer, yeah. Yeah, gone in gone 60, 60 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's all action, so you know what you're going to get with these, and they're gone in 60 seconds, a no-brainer film. Stealing cars with... There were so many tropes in that. We can do that. What? You are, that just, but uh, at no point were you confused by any of the action scenes, which were what happens in a lot of Michael Bay films. No, it's just cars. They're nicking them. It's a, a, a simple film. You could come in halfway through the film, and someone could say, what's this film about? Well, they've got a list of cars that they've got to nick, and uh, they've got to do it by a certain day. That's the story of it, and you can just sit and watch yeah, the cars. Gone in 60 is better than this, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Okay. Oh, well, oh, well I'm, I, I almost wanted you to say no. Why? Because you're angry. I'm angry now. No, no, no. It's all right. Okay, no, I actually disagree with you now, thinking about it. Now I've really kind of thought about <laughs> it. I think you are so wrong on that front. But, um, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Nim, you spoke so much to start off with. We let you do the intro. Are you parted out now? Yeah, I'm all worn out. Oh my lord, lordy lord! <laughs> I even tweeted start off with it. Doing episode eighteen and Nim's talking. And now <laughs> that's gone. That is now. That tweet means nothing at the moment. Yeah, doesn't it? Let's yeah. Be you need to redeem yourself. Right, let's get back. You're, in, lo- you're on Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the shit film. Um, oh. Oh. I was waiting for that. <laughs> what? No. Fine. No, no, I don't want to get you aggressive. Is that okay? No, it's, I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's horrible. Stop talking. I am. Okay, moving on. Right. So, <laughs> so she moves in to Mike Lowry's place, and he moves into her place, which you'd think he'd had the time of his life. And Mike Lowry wouldn't have the time of his life. But no, it's not work, it doesn't work out like that, does it? Mike Lowry is under control and he's enjoying himself. And uptight um, Mike Lawrence is just having a nightmare, isn't he? He can't be with this yeah. woman. If you were there and you were in his position and she was coming onto you, being a, a wholesome alpha male, even though you were married... Would you be tempted as I, part of your cover? I am fully, to play away from home? I am fully committed, and I probably couldn't do it. Me too. Is that because your missus listens to this podcast? She hasn't yet, but just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words. I wouldn't do it because I'm professional, and I wouldn't be in that position anyway because I'm irresponsible. So, uh, and she wouldn't trust me as being someone who's smooth like Michael Lowry. So, I don't think any of us have got anything to worry about as far as being smooth goes. No. You'd be asleep, Nim, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be passed out. 
that's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it's like with so much gusto. Yeah, it was so promising. But he peaked too early. He did peak too early. Yeah, early. Mm. Story of all our lives. To be fair, though, at least he had a peak. And during the commentary, yes. there was no peak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, he's tr- he's trying to kind of not bang her, isn't he? And uh, she's been a pain in the ass, and she's. Not an interesting character. She's just very no, annoying, isn't she? She is a bit annoying. Come on, James. Here we go. She's but, annoying, isn't she? She is annoying. But, no, no, but, but, but at what point? And the other thing is, it, the way they set up the characters, it's very difficult to find to for, for me to believe that she would find Martin Lawrence's character attractive, and that they don't really have much chemistry together. They're not really that funny together. What? Um, what? Um, Tyrion and. Yeah, I mean, they don't you, really. You're talking about the bit when things. she comes on to him in, in the, in yeah, the bedroom. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't. Part of me actually wondered whether she just pretty much thinks that he's not really Mike Lowry. I think she knew, though, didn't she? Because it, when, when she does sure find she out, she kind of even. When, when um, Marcus, that's Martin Lawrence's um, character's wife, finally busts in on them at, at uh, Mike Lowry's flat, yeah. and she's, she says, I want to speak to my husband. To Tio 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 Loni's character, she even said she goes, "Is he the tall one or the short one?" She knows, isn't so she? Yeah. she's kind of like she, she, she's yeah, kind of clocked she, on it. to the fact. And I think she even like when she's coming onto him in the bedroom as well. She goes, "Oh, it'd be hard to imagine." There's that little it sets up quite a funny scene when she's, um, going, you know, your your partner is very smooth. It'd be really yes. hard for a woman, uh, a woman keep, not yeah. to keep. And I think Martin Lawrence's character starts thinking, "Hold on a minute, funny he's with yeah. he's yeah. with my wife," and he makes that phone call. And another, that bit I did find really funny yeah. because it was just really well placed where they're going through the photo album, and Will Smith's taking a photo out, and just as you know, Marcus phones up and he hears his wife say, put it back in, he'll kill me. <laughs> I mean, he goes ballistic and I thought, that was wicked. And when he leaves, um, Tia Leone, she laughs, doesn't she? Smiles. Yeah. yeah. So she, she's just playing him. She knows from then and from that moment, you know. But yeah. I really enjoyed that bit. I thought that was really funny. And also, when they're in the office talking on the phone, when Mike Lowry is talking to um, Lawrence's missus, that she hangs up and he looks at him and goes, yeah, so, uh, so what are you wearing then? Yeah. Uh, Keeps the conversation going. Yeah. Then he picks up the phone. He's like, he went ages ago, went ages ago. He's like, ah. and even when, even when Will Smith walked off, he still picks up the phone again, just to make sure. Yeah. Hello? Hello? I thought that was, it was really good. It was good. I that comedy was good. I like that more than when they start arguing with each other yeah. for the sake of a joke. I thought that was absolutely shit. But a lot of it is um, from IMDb and the trivia and stuff I've read. A lot of it was unscripted and improvised. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why, like, some of the the arguments and that type of stuff was was put in because it was made up. Made up. Yeah. Yeah, it's understandable. And also, I like the bit when they spoke about the photographs. He tries to explain why he's got photographs of Will Smith all over his flat. He says, "Every time I save a life or save his life, yeah. like, he gets photographs." So like, you must be really brave then. He starts like kind of bigging himself yeah. up, doesn't he? I quite like those simple little jokes. I thought they were pretty good, but they were few and far between the actual laugh out loud parts on there. I don't think there was any for you, James, was there? Any laugh out loud parts? See, that I'm not Scrooge. Yeah, I found that one of the best scenes in the film was the one that Nim uh, just described. What about the... um, I like the bit also when they go to the flat and it's the first time Will Smith goes there. And he's talking about the stains on the carpet. He says, yeah, the dog shit's on the carpet. He goes, man, he goes, 
like Mike must be really pissed off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Did you find that funny? Were you still angry? At that no, I was still angry. I was still angry. You, that's fair enough. I, I, found, I found it quite good because it was it was just really. But I think that's when she cottoned on a little bit. Yeah. But I found it really really funny when he hits the dog off the sofa. Yeah. And the dog makes a yelp and runs away, and you can yeah. just see that he's just just so annoyed because you just know in that position if that was your stuff you'd be like bloody hell and you can't say anything you're just trying to get it across yeah and that lead from there leads to the next action scene of when they go to the club to which I thought was shite to be honest because again it's a club full of amazing women dancing in their underwear and it's everyone's lovely and everyone's rich and it's another tropey moment but I remember when I first watched it I thought it was brilliant club when I was 21 and I watched that I thought it was great it's I almost really the close effect we're having it's this just film, it's yeah it's just because it's dated that's mm-hmm. the only yeah. reason why back then this was a brilliant film Bad Boys was a really really good film but obviously from watching it as a 21 year old to watching it as like someone who's kind of mid 30s <laughs> <laughs> I'd say 39 is still mid 30s, you're still in between, kind of like 31 and like 40, aren't you? You so are. I'm still mid. Technically, I'm mid. If you're, if you're happy. I'm really happy, I'm mid 30s. So, so when you're 40, what are you going to call yourself then? Oh, no, no, you're Late me. 30s. You're going to be it, so uh, I won't have any choice, will I? No. <laughs> so they go to the club um, and they have that fight. They, they get recognised, don't they? Because all the, uh, the baddie dickheads are upstairs and they see Martin Lawrence and they follow him in the toilet and they have that fight in the toilet he gets a plastic bag put over his head and mm. stuff like that what, what was yeah, wrong with man. that give me feedback James no it was just like a scene always like from a you know like you kind of expected it on airplane or hot shots or something like that that whole bag and Will Smith's like oh yeah look at this girl here it was just so tropey because he was the other side of the bar and you could see yeah. into the toilets yeah. for a fish tank but he was concentrating on some hooker dancing yeah, yeah. yeah. trying comfortable going for a wee in the toilets where everyone behind the bar not really I can't, I can't even go for a wee with someone standing next to me so yeah. I'm not going to stand in the bar for mm-hmm. people I need, I need to tiptoe when we're out of the toilet because <laughs> so. if you forgot and you turn around to do your flies up everybody behind the bar will be able to see <laughs> your bits wouldn't they yeah the, the thing is that that whole scene, like you say, it was just like put in there just for a bit of action there but because there was failed. no point. What was the point to it? Because there was going, no point. Because if they were going to get, you know, the, the Fouché or one of his henchmen, you'd think they would go with more backup. You'd yeah, shoot yeah. them, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, and you know they're walking around in the club and having a drink, and you just think it's just such. A, I've got to say that's probably the most kind of bollocks part of the film. But it is. They, they keep it stylish all the time, don't they? Because rather than going in there. And being like a normal action film, a more serious one, they'll go straight to where they need to go. And uh, before they go in there, they set up the truck full of ether, don't they? They they leave. They mention that quite a few times, and they tell you again and again <laughs> what will happen to it. So we've got to be really careful to see. Doesn't the red writing on the barrel and the fact that they said it once—that's enough? Yeah, but it's that again and again. So they go to the club, and they basically, as you said, they go to the bar and have a drink, don't they? Yeah. And just piss around and stuff yep. like that. Which, which wouldn't happen, but they have a fight, and you know the fish tank is there just to be broken, don't you? It's just like lethal weapon two, isn't it? When he's standing next to that South Africa, or is it number three? No, that's number two, he's standing next to the South African's fish tank. He just shoots it, doesn't he? Mm. And you just know it's going to happen. And then um, Tia Leone, Judy, she's in the club, and she points a gun, a gun up to shoot um, Fouché 
I thought his name, isn't yeah, it? Am I getting it right for mm. once? Yeah, Boucher. And, uh, but Martin Lawrence or Will Smith stops her from doing that for some unknown reason. Because it would have just finished him, wouldn't it? Yes. It just been over. It would have been easier to do. And uh, so they get in the, the lorry full of either, and then there's a car chase. And I, I was quite pleased there was a car chase because it meant for a little bit, even though in the van you still got them like, playing off against mm. each other, didn't you? But there was some action, there was something to watch. And I thought that was quite good. He was throwing the bottles of ether or the drums of ether out the back to the vehicles that were chasing them and shooting them and they were blowing up. And it was simple, no-brain mm. action, which you just followed on from no-brain... Club work. action, yeah. Yeah, club action. <laughs> love action. Love action, love action. And uh, yeah, that was all right. And then the camera came over, the TV crew, and they filmed them all, didn't they? Yeah. Which comes into play later on. So, but they still didn't know that he was living at, um, or she didn't know he was living at his place, did he? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm looking at one of your notes. Yeah, yeah I, I make notes when I, I know, watch. it's very yeah. good. Yeah, you don't. No, I don't, I don't. I'm, 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 I'm rubbish. You're Compared lazy. to you, I'm nothing. I'm not even fit enough to lick your boots. Go on. That's really nice, actually. Thank that's right. <laughs> then from the, the club scene, they go to this convenience store, and this yes. was complete. Because she wanted to buy, they go to like an off license, don't they? Equivalent yeah. of the still alcohol. Because she wants to buy shampoo, which was absolute bollocks. So again. random. What? what? Yeah, it didn't, wasn't needed. No. And then it was needed to set up the. But that's what's so annoying. So many of the things in this film are needed to set up some other the other thing that's complete bull bull. And what happened at a convenience store then? Can't remember. Seriously, you can't remember. <laughs> no, I've got. I'm literally drawn a blank. But they're, they're literally they're, drawn they're a blank. Martin. Um, Lowry's character and um, Marcus's character. No, no. She doesn't get kidnapped there. She's in the shop. She's looking for shampoo. They're kind of looking around, I think, getting a a soft drink or something, whatever. And the the shopkeeper kind of clocks. He's he's quite nervous. And I think he's probably quite nervous, um, which is quite funny because he's quite nervous because he's got two two black guys in the shop. And and he sees the gun in the holster and he thinks, well, shit, I'm going to get... it's going to be a hold up or something. So he waits for them to come to the counter and when um, Larry's character kind of reaches for something, he sees the gun, the shopkeeper sees the gun again and he basically, preemptive, pulls out a gun and says, stop or something. I can't remember. What does he actually say? See, that's how memorable it is. The only thing that you were talking about earlier that's memorable is when he throws the police badge Yeah, he goes, I'll send you it. 99 cents off the toilet. He goes, stop mother bitches or something like that. Stop mother bitches. Yes. That's the radio. And you can just see, it's another one of those kind of moments where you've got Lawrence's character and Will Smith's character arguing again, going, you always get me in these predicaments, blah, blah, blah. I fast-forwarded that yeah. When they were arguing. You really? Yeah. Yeah. Because because I remember it from what it was happened last time. Did it make you angry, Stu? No, I just thought it was unnecessary. I didn't get angry. Okay. It's, but it's I, only, I think it's, it's a, a film. It's, it is a really, I think it was quite a funny, I remember it being a really, really funny scene when I first watched it. And it made me laugh when I watched it again. Be- just purely because when he goes, you know, he, he goes, we're cops. And he doesn't believe that they're cops. And he goes, I'll sell you badges. I'll sell you yeah. fucking... And chucks badges at them. Yeah. Um, and then when they finally, when the cops finally do pull out the gun back on the shopkeeper, um, I think that that little closing bit when he goes, you know, I want a, a packet of tropical bubblicious. Yeah. And Lawrence's character goes, and some Skittles. And it's just... <laughs> you know, it's just... So you sound funnier than they do. 
That's saying something. That's good, isn't it? I think I don't know if it's because you're talking or not. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I think it's just we're amazed he's talking. That's what's making it really quite funny. Great. <laughs> so from that, obviously, it goes to Will Smith's house where the kids see Martin Lawrence on telly. They say that he's not out of the country or not in another state mm. doing whatever close protection work. And then it goes to uh, Will Smith's flat where Martin Lawrence is there looking after um, Julie character. Yep. And then there's some hooker or masseur who's in there who gets turfed out. And uh, Lawrence's wife turns up, who we've spoken about already. They have a big argument. And Lawrence again goes through the stage of I'm under the caution, it's nothing to do with me. And Will Smith puts in his little bit and he's told to shut up. They all have like kind of a, a lot of three way banter together, which is pointless, isn't it? It's yeah, and, and they actually let Julie walk out. This, this is the other thing. All this time, there's supposed to be cops protecting this girl. Uh, yeah, they're having an argument and she just walks right out in front of them. Yeah, she says, right, I'm leaving. And so she just goes, yeah, which is. And do you know what? She said a line in that film that just kind of it, stick, it stuck out this time around when I watched it. And she goes, she said something like, if, if his wife, if Marcus's wife can find me here, then anyone, anyone can find me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, of course his wife's going to find him there because she knows that that's his partner's address. It's not like yeah. some random fucking criminal is that's coming. Do you know what I mean? It's just a weird yeah, it's thing to It's not a proper safe say. house type thing, is it? Where yeah, no yeah. one knows the address yeah. and it's yeah. hidden from yeah. everybody. Well, that, that, but, yeah. that, but, that, but that thing just bugged me. I thought, that's a stupid thing to fucking say. Yeah, and again, um, when I first watched it, I kind of thought, yeah, you're right. But no, and that annoying concierge, yeah. I'm sorry, but... You, yeah, I think that was a trope though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was oh, just like, oh my... God. But again, it sets you up for the second one. But... Why? Was he in the second one? I think he, he is, yeah, because it's the same apartment. I can't remember I the second one. I know his cousin's in it, or, or meant to be his cousin of Pit Bird, Martin Lawrence's, or something like that. I mean, well, his real cousin. Well, well, well probably, no. yeah. We, I, I can't remember the second one. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? That, yeah. you like Ooh. it or not. You sound so enthusiastic yeah. about number two. Come I enjoyed number two. Well, we'll see. I, but I remember enjoying this one, and it was only watching it again yeah. that I got quite upset. Yeah. I thought, well, that's another bit of my childhood ruined. It didn't ruin now, isn't it? <laughs> that's the beauty of doing these podcasts, isn't yeah. it? We've got 17 films that... Oh, no, we, we liked... No, we liked The Goonies and we liked Jaws. You and I liked An American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Graham didn't. Yeah. Django's we didn't like. Superman we didn't like. Clerks we didn't like. Ba- all the Batman trilogy, though. Batman we, we liked. liked. Superman yeah. we didn't like. So there's only, what's that, four films that we possibly didn't like. That, so, that, so not many. So that's not bad out of... Well, seven to five out of seventeen. No, so far. and I think when you know, when I, you know, I did Hostel, we liked Hostel. Yeah. I gave it a low mark because I said I, I, I didn't really like it, but I understand why other people like it. So that's a positive. Yeah. Positive. But yeah, with this film, no, I, would, I loved it the first time I watched it. I think like yourself. Yeah. And poss- possibly Nim and Graham, but watching it again, I no, think he's the more, as well. yeah, it's very disappointing. But the more you, it <laughs> is true, the more you watch it, like I was really looking forward to watching it. Yeah. I know you were. And it was such a Let down. disappointment. I know. It was just, yeah. it was just, I was just like, I'm really looking forward to this. And unlike Lethal Weapon, that I can watch over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. This, I was like, wow. Whose choice was this? I can't remember. Well, we don't have choices anymore. Well, yeah. When we discuss the, the films. That... You and Graham brought Bad Boys up. Yeah. You, you two started the Bad Boy, Bad yeah. Boy talk. Okay, let's get on with the film anyway. <laughs> right. He's such an asshole. And, uh, Truth hurts. 
it does hurt sometimes and I face up to those facts and I'm learning I'll do better next time <laughs> so yeah so she walks out and she walks straight into uh, Fouché and his henchman who's down at the uh, down in the reception and that leads to another like foot chase doesn't it yeah, like it's a of car chase, weapon, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? yeah he's got his shirt and done Will Smith and again it's slow motion when he runs and when he looks with his gun pointed his arm oh. straight and again, that's in slow motion. And I found all the guns, when they were fired, were really loud. I don't know whether that was just the, uh, the copy I've got and uh, the audio, or it was set different. But the explosions seemed really like extra loud, and the guns going off seemed loud. And it was just all in slow motion. And it was all poses, slow-mo poses, for Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence. It was almost like... We're not gonna we're not gonna shoot a good action scene. What we're gonna do? We're gonna make our characters look as cool as possible yeah. during an action scene. That's what it felt like. It was, and it yeah. Took it away from the action scenes. Yeah, because I was concentrating on the the tropey slow mo of the characters as there was an explosion going behind them, or when they were diving through the air, of why they were showing it slow. But that what must have been a thing of the the nineties. Yeah, I was just about to say it's it's probably a thing of the nineties. Yeah, it was it? the uh, precursor to the Matrix bullet time, which then was overused yeah. too much as well. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but it, I, it annoyed me. But you have to kind of let it go because it is a film in 1995. So yeah, you, back then that was really cool, and I enjoyed it when I watched it in '95. I thought it was a good action film. Again, I didn't think it was a complicated film. But I thought it was a good action film, so it's difficult slagging it off now because I know back then I enjoyed it. So it is hard, but anyway, it works out that they get away and they do they kidnap, they take Julie, don't they? They do. Yeah, so she um, it ends up at a, an airbase, like a, a disused aircraft hangar. Okay, but when, when they took Julie, did anyone actually fear for her life at all? I didn't, no, I didn't care, to be honest. Um, oh, I, was, I was a bit... Uh, I know what's going to happen. The first time I didn't either. Is she going to be killed? Is she not? Well... But that's down to, the, that's down to my bad, bad guy conversation as well. Is he a good bad guy? Is he not? Graham, I think you quite rightly said, potentially, we didn't get the chance to find out. Yeah. From it, it, it wasn't, there wasn't enough there. Enough. No. That was then a good opportunity, maybe, to expand... The bad yeah, guys, exactly. I think, but then there would have been too much time between shooting. Potentially no, yeah, potentially no. But if we knew he didn't like women and he liked slapping them about or something like that, negative, you know, being horrible, or, or there was a trait he had, then we might fear for her, you know, her safety. But well, it could have just killed did. her. That's what True. But, but yeah. Because she's only a witness, so as soon as she disappears... If they killed her, would that make the film better? Or would you, uh, would you have gone, oh my God. I thought it made it better, to be honest. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it, because... It would have made it a bit more hardcore, you know, and I think it would have been a bit more exciting. You wouldn't have expected it either. No, you wouldn't have expected it, and as far as I know, she wasn't in the second one. No. So it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever, and I think I'd have quite liked it if they would have shot her, because they were going to get the bad guy anyway. You knew that they were going to get him, but and she didn't really have any impact on the film. If they would have seen him, him kill her, then it was done for anyway. I mean, they knew he did it. Because that's what they were protecting her from him. So it, w- it was a bit of a flawed kind of uh, plot there, though, because the reason why Fouché didn't kill her is because it, I think he was going to use her as like a bargaining tool or something, wasn't he? He's, he says to um, Will Smith when he phones him up, he says, my deal is going to go ahead if you want to see her alive or something. And you're thinking, well, if you are, you know, what, 
what kind of interest have the cops got in a material witness? If you got hundred, yeah, no. if you got a hundred million dollars worth of heroin, to be fair, the police would have probably just written her off as collateral damage and said, "Well, you kill her, but we're still going to stop this drug deal going ahead." It, you know, it's just bizarre that. Yeah, he finds it. He's virtually confessed it, so they know he did it. So they, they don't really need her anymore. No, they know no. who the bad And most things have been all possible lines of inquiry and evidence has been blown up. Yeah, by then Francine <laughs> in the office has admitted everything and told mm. them everything. So they've got her as a witness that they can use. So it wouldn't have bothered me and I think it would have made it even better if she would have died because she was a, a token gesture, attractive woman for the film, wasn't she? Yeah. Mm. So we didn't lose anything. But he's in the aircraft hangar um, making a deal with some, I'll tell you, like Colombian cartel to fly out the country and deal the drugs. So that they, thankfully, there's a, uh, a rubbish truck nearby, isn't there, that they can Always use. Always useful. Which provides perfect cover for them. Not used really in an appropriate way, though. No. So they run that through the window, or the, the wall of the yeah. aircraft hangar. And the, before they do that, they show the, um, the, the other car that's there, the Shelby, don't they? Which was in, which is never linked. Gone in sixty seconds. That's yes. the, the car. I mean, I believe you may have some facts about the Shelby. Graham. No, 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 no facts about that. No, no, it wasn't quite that into the car. We haven't talked about the other two detectives as well, though, have we? The, the two guys, the other two kind of. Um, what the polar opposites to to oh, um, Lowry and <laughs> Burnett. This is getting more. But, that, but, that, that, but there was there was a couple of nice little scenes earlier on. With them as well, when they're like taking a piss out of each other, I think when he, he kind of you know they're they're literally like slagging yeah. each other off and they're having a little. It's all bit of childish a... banter, yeah. isn't that right, which, James? Which it's is all childish a... banter. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 what are you looking at me like that for? But yeah, absolutely, it is. It yeah, is. The childish car, banter. The other car. Um, I did have it actually written down what the other car was, but now I can't bloody find what the other car was. I know it's a, I think it's a Shelby, but um, we'll come back to that. So, but they run the car, run the uh, rubbish truck through the window. Um, well, there you go. It's an AC super blower. That's what the other car was. Basically, a Shelby Cobra, Cobra which has been modified with air engine and um, was considered to be one of the uh, fastest muscle cars ever created. So didn't know that. So I wondered. Well, I knew what mo uh, model it was, but I didn't know if it had been adapted for it. So really, it would have been faster than the Porsche, wouldn't it? It would have been. Yeah. So that. So they, and another thing that really pissed me off, which is so tropey even to current day, was when the captain, who was a bit of a, a panicky, typical tropey captain of a, a police unit, yep. wasn't he? That he's in everyone's faces, he panics, he swears a lot, but he doesn't do a lot. Um, said, right, to, to, go and, to go and sort this out, I'm going to need to pull in all the stops and call in all the favours. So before Will Smith and Maya Lawrence go off, that he's on the phone, isn't he? Speaking to SWAT and yep. air support. But he doesn't know where he needs them. Yeah, he doesn't know where he needs like, them. Like, that's never going to happen. Yeah, so I need you somewhere. I don't know where you need to go, but can you all come along really, really fast and be there? So they smash through, and there's a shootout again. More slow motion, diving over boxes, rolling on the floor, and then turning around and shooting the bad guy. And... Oh. It, oh, it's just it so was a annoying. reasonable action sequence. It was reasonable. It was harmless. Get shot in the leg, shower, ouch, and yeah, endless bullets in a gun. Um, yeah, it was. 
Oh, I, I enjoyed it for the fact that it was harmless and I knew the film was going to end pretty short. Because it was a short film, wasn't it? I think it was an hour and... It was, it was an hour and 50. Oh, yeah. was it an hour and 50? It was, it was longer than yeah. I thought it was. It was yeah, oh. I think it's about an hour and 58. I think it's fast-forwarded some of it because I was bored. <laughs> but, um, so it ends, really. The highlight is the, the Porsche against the Shelby racing down the, uh, the runway, isn't yes. it? And again, it's so tropey macho that when they're driving, and Martin Lawrence is angry this time, isn't he? And he starts reading his Miranda rights as he's driving and changing Absolutely. gear. And that's comical, yeah. isn't it? And he's going, why, why are you saying it? To get it over and done with. Yeah, you think, oh. oh it's like, oh, why? Why did you do it? Uh, why? That car would have been long gone, even yeah. against that Porsche's limited edition and thousand made. But it's still yeah. American muscle car against German Porsche. German efficiency. No, muscle car over a short distance. Mm. And but it wasn't a short race. distance though, let's be honest. It was, it was only around an airfield. If it was around the Nürburgring, you've got the Porsche all day long, because everyone knows American cars don't turn corners. That's true. But... <laughs> <laughs> Top gear with Graham, boys and girls. <laughs> but, you know, it's not. So that car would have just gone, whoosh, done. It's got, yeah. you know, V8 engine against the poor Porsche V6. What it's was your favourite car on this film then? Probably the Porsche. Okay. If I had to choose. Really? Only because now it's a classic. And now it'll be worth a load of money. I like the Shelby. I think it's a lovely looking car. I, think I do, but I'm so going nice. for the Porsche. Would you? Yeah, because it's faster around the Nürburgring. That's why the NAS cars just go around in a circle, I suppose. I'd, I'd imagine so. Nem. I like the Cadillacs. Coming back in couple of, Sorry about this. Was there a the film? Yeah. yeah. I do apologise because I'm going to rant now, but the original, when they're going up to the hangar, um, just before they all get suited and booted and stuff and the Porsche's going you can see the Porsche trying to go flat out and there's this what is it a Cadillac Cadillac just weaving behind it and you're like there's no way that car's going to keep up with the Porsche what was the Cadillac then? Well, the, the, Lawrence's character and um, Will Smith's character use it in one of the scenes you know and they're just driving around is that the family car the BDT yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah no that was the Volvo there's a Cadillac in it so at some at one point they're using, and the other two cops use a Cadillac as well. Do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So you prefer the Cadillac? Yeah, I like those big American. All right, I didn't even notice. That. So we've got two Porsches and one Shelby and one Cadillac. Normally, okay. I'd say I'll rewatch it to find out, but I'm really not going to do that. To be honest, <laughs> I will just take your word for it. But they end up racing next to each other, trying to catch each other down this. They do. Um, uh, aircraft strip runway that's the word I'm looking for and then notice neither of them are wearing seatbelts are they and no. they're going top speed so I could, I don't know how fast it's got to be 150 go. plus they're going I'd imagine yeah probably it's got to be and there's a, a tiny gap at the end of the runway for where, no reason at all for, yeah for no reason and <laughs> they need to make it through there and they have a game of chicken and this is where the tension of the film is so high it's unbelievable it's like it's boiling it's lava and I was on the edge of my seat, I have to say, I needed a wee, but I stayed where I was because I needed to see who won this, because I didn't know. And the Shelby, with Fouchet, crashes, it doesn't slow down, full speed, 130, 40, 50 plus, into this concrete wall, and he gets out and walks away. And as soon as I saw that... What an advert for the safety of that car. I mean, come it on, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just shit, isn't it? It really is. The fact he gets out and walks away, it's just absolute bollocks. 
If I was Will Smith, my Lawrence, I'd be thinking, "Fucking hell!" You didn't, yeah, you, 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 no, you didn't, you didn't need that. That would have been a good ending for because I thought, I think you're right. Him crashing and and getting done there for that last stunt would have been good. Would have been better than what they did in the end. Yeah. Anyway, I thought. Yeah. So they get out, and it's kind of like a roller coaster of tropes, isn't it? Really. Yeah. And uh, so Will Smith walks up to him, and he pulls the gun. He wants to kill him because of Max. I think that's why he's so angry, isn't it? Even though he's shown no anger up until this point about it. He's yeah. annoyed, but he hasn't been shown that same kind of anger. Yeah, so they put a gun to him. It's like, don't do it, don't do it. It's yes. not worth it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, God, just kill him or don't. I don't give a shit that time. Yeah. So he decides not to kill him. So then I think, right, panic's over. So they all turn around. Oh, it's never, it's never, it's Hollywood. It's never going to end like that. You're yet. joking. I thought it was over. No, no, it's never over. Oh my God. Never what over. What happens, Graham? Bloke dying on the floor, as always, then pulls out a gun from somewhere. Oh my God. Probably his anus. But pulls out a gun and aims to shoot at Will Smith. Instead of just, just aims for a good 20 seconds of pointless, pointless film. And then... He sees the flash of light across Martin Lawrence's face from the gun, and that gun must have been fucking shining yeah. to shine that light <laughs> on that face. And then, so Will Smith just basically turns around and empties half of a magazine yeah. into the chest of the bad guy on the floor. It's a James Bond moment. It's a, I'm going to kill you, Mr. Bond, with yeah. this very, very, very <laughs> slow laser beam. It's like that. It's just like, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. If that was you, you would just go, bang, done, dusted. He's a villain. He's Not probably gone. He's probably yeah, yeah. It done, was done in slow motion yeah. as well, wasn't it? Yes. Why? Yeah. It's literally just bang, pull it out and bang. Yeah. Simple. No, it's not. It's Not pull it out slow mo. Oh, light across the face. Will Smith realizes. Turns round. Bang, bang, bang. Nine bullets in his chest. Yeah. What's wrong with one? What's wrong with getting killed in a car? Without a seatbelt, hitting a concrete pole at 150 miles per hour. You have this mashed up car, then suddenly here, you know, the T, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. T1000, you were going to say, Absolutely, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> and I thought, no, that's stupid, I'm not going to say it. But it's out there now. It's now been said. <laughs> that's great. Thanks. Um, but the gun he pulled out, I think off the top of my head, might be a cop um, 357 pistol, which is no longer in production, I think. Let me check. What, is, yes, that, is, that, right. is that the one with the four barrels? Is that <laughs> the one with the four barrels? Yeah, four barrels. He yeah. pulled out his four-barrelled shooter. So um, Did, uh... I don't know why Nim's laughing about that because I'm just reading the information. See, what would have been nice is he actually goes and shoots, and there's no ammo left, and then Will Smith bears it. Then he would have come out with a one-liner, couldn't he? There was a couple of one-liners in this film. Um, I wrote one of them down. Uh, that's right. When he shot, when Martin Lawrence shot that guy. And uh, he says, you forgot your boarding pass. I thought, you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would, would, like, would someone but really it, say that? It's not the point, though. Again, it's a, it's a Hollywood standoff. You've got a bad guy with a gun, and you've got a good guy with a gun. Good guy manages to turn around and say some stupid one-liner for bad guy to stand there and go, that's quite funny, mate, and gets blown up. Yeah, it was, I, didn't, I didn't like that one-liner, but I mean, I'm not against one-liners. I like them. I like the Lethal Weapon 2 one. When Murtagh says he goes, he got decaffeinated. When oh. he drops that barrel on him, that, yeah, that yeah, massive yeah. cargo. I like that. I thought that was a really good one-liner. This was a shit one-liner, and I didn't like it. But the film was going to end, so I was quite upbeat. At the I've, time. I've, I've always liked the Austin Powers one-liners after he's killed, so killed someone. Yeah, Austin Powers. Uh, full of brilliant <laughs> one-liners. But yeah, so the film ends, and everyone's really happy. And uh, it was a very popular film, which obviously they're making a number three. 
And we've now torn it apart. And uh, number th- oh, number three will be like, will it be full of slow mos in two thousand? It'll, ju- it'll just be just a giant slow-mo. hour and fifty minutes slow mo. Basically, yeah. what they're going to do is they're going to record probably thirty minutes, and then they're just going to slow mo <laughs> it down <laughs> to one and a half hours. So everything is just going to be like big explosions, but but like in slow motion. Fireworks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and lots of lots of like well, Will Smith is still a very very good actor. Yeah. No, no matter about this, he's still up there. But he's still be running with his top off. The thing is, bad boys, you almost feel like kind of a bit, almost a bit like Independence Day. He kind of really just plays himself mostly. He plays the Fresh Prince, doesn't yeah. he? Really. Yeah. When was the really second one made? Because there's, there's obviously like a big time lapse between. There was a big time difference between both. We'll find out in the next review yeah. when we do it. Yeah. Having said that, Muhammad Ali, it was awesome. He was very good. He, so, he can act. He is a good actor. Yeah. Seven pounds. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Hitch. No, never mind. Um. Oi. No. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. No. Yeah, no. I, it's a good, I think that's a good film. You, I like the film. I like that film. You I like, like that film too. I like that. Except he goes against every all of his principles in the end. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, because love conquers all. But I'm just saying, Stu is now looking at the ceiling and he cannot look me you in like the face. You like love films, don't you? I do. You I'm do. sorry. I'm a, I'm a glutton for are There are other streaming things available. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're getting back to this film before we slate my film taste. No, I think you're entitled to your own chip film taste. It's, it's absolutely oh, fine. Oh, no, I like Hitch 2. I liked Hitch. You made the second one. Hitch 2. Yeah. No, I like Hitch 2. I like Hitch as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you're making it funny, weren't you? Yes, oh, I was. I made myself laugh. You did. You did. <laughs> right, James. Best bit was the Martin Lawrence, that funny bit which Nim... When Nim spoke. What, you can't remember? Can you no, remember the part that when Nim just when Nim spoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. was, I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, uh, obviously, Martin Lawrence is having that conversation over the phone with his wife. I thought that was quite good. Comedy, uh, worst bit, um, there was the shit plot, the amount of <laughs> 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 yeah. The slow-mo. I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> worst bit, the shit plot. It's getting, for me... Uh, it was a very average film. Um, there's a lot worse and there's a lot better out there. So it's getting two and a half out of five. Like, dead spank. Bloody hell. Nim, what do you think? Um, the best bits for me were the comedy bits. So all the bits that kind of made me laugh. Can I you think. remember them and name one? Yeah, well, the, the, the bit when they're in the shop, when the guy chucks badges at them. You know, when he goes, you mother bitches. That, I thought that was funny. The, the the bit that, again, James likes. Well, you like it I, first. Yeah, that you I like as well, which is the, the uh, photo when, when they're pulling out the photo of Martin Lawrence's characters thinking that Will Smith is porking his missus. That was that was a funny bit. Um, the, the comedy bit in there are all the little things that just made me laugh. Again, the, the, the cops having a banter with the other kind of their counterparts. Yep. You know, so I think the funny bits did more justice for the film than the action bits. Um, I think you've been quite unfair on this film. I think probably all of you guys have kind of slated it for its, like, you know, shit, shit plot lines and all that. But I think... Are you slating it? Is that why? No, no, because oh, we're, okay. we're, we're looking at a film that's, not what, nearly 20 years old. I did say that, though. I did and, say and, that. And, and, and I liked yeah, it. And, I'll and probably would have given it a four out of five. I'm going to judge it, it for what it was in the 90s. But that's wrong. And I think it was Surely. a... It was a, it was a a great film and it still is a good film what did you, you give Clerks then? did I give Clerks? I think I gave that a four didn't I? you did yeah I did and I'm, I'm going to give this a four and a half 
Because what? The fact what? was, I, I think this Four is a This is a good film. Yeah, but you're giving it. Well, I'm, I'm going to judge it of yeah, what I thought. Then I can then, watch Scooby Doo and give it a five. <laughs> you can. I watched it. You can. It was brilliant. But if we watch loads of films that are like 20 years old, no. we're going to find most no. of the films are going to be dated. Most of them will be dated. Goonies, that got very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only a very few will kind of good. stand the, the, the test, test of only time. A, only a few good <laughs> films will stand the test of time. <laughs> only a few shit films and shit plots <laughs> won't. But you could do that to, yeah. for the films now. Like, you could watch a film now, like, I don't know, you could watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It won loads of awards. It's not my kind of film. Yeah? Stu hates it. And I wouldn't enjoy it. So, but I could watch a, an older film. I could watch um, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah? You could say that. Star Wars. Or Manchurian Candidate. They're really good films. Rocky, Stephen yeah. King's It. Another really good film. So, Master of the Universe. But now, you're, you can watch the film as an adult and appreciate if it's got a good storyline or appreciate if it's got fuck all storyline and it's just full of slow-mo action and bad one-liners and think, man, that is a shit film. But it was good when I was younger because I didn't know any different and I liked explosions and cars. But now I'm older, I realise... That Nim still likes I slow-mo action and cars. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's your opinion at the end of yeah. the day, so I mean, you can't fault it. I, I, I'm, like with most films, I'll judge them on, on the thing, for me... If I sit down on a Sunday afternoon with nothing better to do and I had to watch this film, would I watch this or watch something else? I'd watch it. You recommend this to your I'd, friend? Yeah. I'd, you know, if it was on, that, this is what I mean to say, if it's on TV, I wouldn't flick the channel. I'd say, fuck it, I'm going to watch this. And to me, that, that's, that's the mark of a, a film that you, is, is a good film. I'm not saying it's like, you know, Oscar-winning bloody film, but... No, no, film. but you are, you've are you given it an almost perfect score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good the first time round. It's getting worse, but I think that's because maybe I'm comparing it to lots of other films that I've seen along the way. And obviously when I first saw this, I thought it was the world's best film ever and it was really, really good. Um, and now I've seen many, I've seen many different ones and better ones. Still good for what it is, action-packed, lots of explosions, um, lots of shooting, pretty girls. Obviously, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are both brilliant actors. Um, so, for, for me, the best bit will be... Let's cut to a commercial break. Um, will be probably when they're on the phone and Will Smith yeah. is, pretending, is pretending to still be on the phone. Um, I think that's quite funny and the way that they work but the chemistry between the pair of them is quite good as actors anyway I think um, worst bit most of it to be brutally honest um, it's a good film but it, it, it has its down, it has its downsides <laughs> and there's a lot of slow-mos and stuff And but it, you know I take it for what it is I will give it a solid 3 out of 5 um, as much as I slated it it's still one of those well yeah it's a good film and you appreciate it for being Back then in 1995. Would you put it then in your guilty pleasure drawer or not? No, it wouldn't no. make my guilty pleasure drawer. Okay, no. what would make your guilty pleasure drawer? Would you change his diary? <laughs> Seriously? No, I'm wondering. No. I was I trying know, to get reaction. Neither, we've all believed him. That was the scary I was trying to get yeah. No, it wouldn't. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure. For what it is, in, in 1995 as well, you appreciate it for that. And that's, you know, a good okay. film. Stu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is diary. Um... 
I wondered if I would have said really, whether you would have carried on talking. I don't know. Would I have carried on talking? Yeah, if I would have said really, you would have gone, yeah, or not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, still, I've probably said more in that one sentence than Nim said over the last few podcasts. Well, it's not difficult. The favourite bit, I'd say, would be the storyline and the acting. I thought it was really... So now I'm getting muddled up with the bad bits, sorry. Um, <laughs> my favourite bit, I like just some of the jokes between Mike Lawrence and um, Will Smith. I thought some of them were quite funny. Uh, bad bits, I thought were the slow-mos. Sorry, it's my phone. The slow-mos of the action, um, I thought they were pretty, pretty tropey, but it's, I don't know, bad bits really. If you look at it as a 1995 action movie, it made millions at the box office. That is a very good action movie, but it just, sadly, it has dated. So it's difficult to call them bad bits because... Maybe that's because, just the title uh, of the film. Because they, at that time, back in 95, they weren't bad bits. No, they were great bits. Back yeah, they're only bad bits yeah. now. So looking at it through a critical eye, which we are, I'd say the bad bits are the, the tropes of the arguing before each action sequence that happens. As I said, the slow motion, every action sequence, and the fact that they go for style rather than action. And substance. Yeah. Style over substance. Yeah, they'll look at it from Will Smith wearing a vest or with his top off, um, which you can understand, he's a good-looking guy, and he obviously does work out, but they'll look at the style, yeah, and substance rather than. And I think it pays the price for that. So I think a lot of the, the bits that were good back in 95 when I watched it through a critical eye now for a load of crap. Do you think, putting out there, after, now, how long are we doing this? Do we doing this now? Five months? Five months. So, do you think in those five months your view of films in general has changed? The way that you look at approach a film, has it, it changed has. you? Yes, it has, because I've watched so many different films now and um, through the the people who follow us are very uh, grateful for that. On Twitter, they've um, recommended a lot of films and sent us a lot of links to different films. Uh, I've watched lots of different films now, and I do approach a film differently to the way I would have done. You're true, you're right. But when you look at our reviews, even even like um, the good, what we all think hmm. the good films that a lot of people think are good films are still we pretty much agree with the majority are good films. Um, the Dark Knight, for example, uh, trilogy. Um, arguably, I think everyone else part of yourself, like we all like Jaws. Um, Goonies wasn't actually that bad, and that's quite an old film. I'd yeah. imagine, potentially, when, it's only a question of when we do Star Wars, everyone but Graham, I think, is going to like... I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. It's all right, that's all right, but, but I think the good films are still going to remain good yeah, films. I look at it different, but I, I won't <clears> look at it so much through, through someone, because I haven't gone to, to film school or drama school or or anything like that with regards to critiquing the cinematography or the score or like the casting and the direction that that doesn't interest me a lot in a lot of films I'd like a a, a good storyline um, character arcs of certain characters with regards to development um, and that's what I'm looking for really so I'm not going to go into loads of facts and try and outdo other people or other podcasts on facts about films because that doesn't interest me. I'd like to talk about the film that we're reviewing. So out of five, I'd give this film two and a half. 
See, we've actually, as we speak, we've actually got a tweet. Have we? After, after a tweet that we got <laughs> Stu put out. Now, how would you rate 1995 Bad Boys movie out of five? It's not, obviously, as you hear, it's not doing well here. From f- First Time Watchers uh, on Twitter, they give it a four and a half. See, wow, but there you go. Because it's all about the watchability. I think, you, Stu, yeah. and you just, you said it yourself, you know, it's, you know, it's dated, but we're, we're not, we're not um, critiques in the sense of, has it been shot correctly? Has it been directed properly? What we ultimately discussing here is, well, is we it something? It. Yeah, how much we enjoyed yeah, it? Is it? And is I didn't. It, is it a good so. movie to just watch, sit down and watch? You did. Graham sort of did, and Stu kind of didn't. And average. What are you trying to say? I sat on the fence. No, you're like me. We both. Are, I think two point five. It's not the worst film we're we're going to watch. It's not the best. It's quite average. It's right in the middle. It, it doesn't. Middle, it yeah. doesn't do anything great, but it doesn't do everything absolutely appallingly. No, it's I, no I, I, I think you can't take this film too serious. I, I, and, I did. Uh, that's why. That's why I got angry. You, uh, I you think I've got a stomach ulcer. So I've got a stomach ulcer because of this podcast. You did get angry, and I was worried. It's like <laughs> just say Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I know. I, I love that film. I go fucking mental about that film. But it's a film that you can't take too serious. No, and you need to enjoy the action. And, and I think if you start going too deep into that film, looking at the different characters, I mean, um, then you just won't enjoy it. And, and I think this film, you can't take too serious and you've just got to accept it for things blow up, they drive fast, they have, they've all got very attractive wives or whoever. Yeah, you're right. That's it. The uh, same can be said Top Gun and I saw that probably about four or five months ago again and I enjoyed it a little more than this one. So... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Top Gun's exactly the same. It is. Top Gun's plane, I love the aeroplanes, and I, and oh, I yeah. love the way it's shot in Top Gun. But it's a better film, in my it's, opinion. It's a better film, Yeah. but it's a very simple film. It is. As in, they've got amazing bodies, they're all good looking, and there, isn't, the boys. One, there isn't one moron in there, and um, we'll slide this a bit of a moron, but uh, they all go and shag lovely women, and it's planes, and they're flying fast, and they all high-five, and... Need for Speed and bollocks like that, but I love that film because I take it as a simple film. Yep. And that's what it is. I wouldn't watch it go. They'd never do that. That's not protocol, is it? And because you'd ruin it for yourself. That's, uh, that's my rant over with. I do apologise. So oh. next week we're going to do Bad Boys Two, which in a way, I'm twisted way, I'm kind of looking forward to because I haven't. I've seen that maybe twice. I think. So I don't know how much that's dated. I don't know what year that was done in. And well, uh, we'll have a look. I should imagine it's going to be pretty much the same ingredients as this film. I could be proved wrong. I could come back and go, shit, I'm giving this film a six out of five because I just love it and I want to watch it again and I want to review it again next week. I can't see it happening, to be honest. If I was a betting man, I'd probably go in the negatives. But Bad Boys 2 for episode 18, is that? I believe it is. No, well. no. We did 18. 19. This 18, is it? This is 18. Well, there so you go. what I'm saying. For episode 19. <laughs> yeah. On before 20. Episode 19, Bad Boys 2. And uh, again, <clears throat> you can email us at thefilmrealcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at thefilmrealcast. And I've really enjoyed tweeting with different people. So, uh, and with our really first, first live tweet tonight as well. First live tweet. For, for, live so, so, hope, so hopefully we'll more get a few, more, a few more in the future. When we, uh, exactly. We'll During the tweets, I'll be letting everyone know that we tweet. And if you um, 
you can tweet anything in, and I'm sure we'll read it out during the podcast. So uh, we don't really mind, to be honest. Nothing too vulgar, but I'm sure I'll just read it out. Um, we've got our website, the film we cast at moonfruit.com, and we are on Facebook. And if you follow us, like us, subscribe to us, it's all free. You can get our uh, downloads first before anyone else. Absolutely, and we uh, off to off to, uh... we're off to yes, Comic Con London in October. October. We'll October. be doing a podcast about that, and uh, we'll be walking around looking like complete nerds. Hope, and geeks. Hopefully, by then we will have some t-shirts. We'll, yeah. we'll look into the t-shirts, yeah. and hopefully we will we'll try. Broadcast t-shirts with Nim on it, yeah. probably. So if you see us. Have a photo, and we'll, and we'll tweet the photos. Yeah, feel free to say hello. Feel free to say... You're really? Is, is anyone actually going to want a photo with us? Let's be fair. Not with you, but with me. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, got, I've got another six weeks in the yeah. gym before we hit Comic-Con, mate, so I'm yeah. all right. You can feel sure. free to say your podcast is shit, or I don't think it's that bad. I really don't mind. I'm used to being slated it will work anyway, so just feel free, and it's been great. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for downloading, for tweeting, emails... Keep it coming, it's all really good fun. It's goodbye from me. Good night from me. It's a good night from me. And bye. Hey, how much is that? 14.25. Damn. Now you know what, I must have left my wallet somewhere. Freeze, mother bitches! Don't you move. Hey, I'm not understanding. I, I really don't. Shut up! I mean, do you just attract violent people? Fuck. Take it easy, hey. all right? We are police officers. We're not police officers. I'm not stupid. I know. What, 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 I know. what are you? I've seen police. I'm going to reach for my badge, okay? Badges? You want badges, mother bitch? I give you badges. Here, 99 cents each. Uh-huh. I sent you some. He got eight fucking badges. I told you this cop thing yeah. don't work. I blow you. Then I blow you. Blow me? What the fuck? No. Hot me. No, I'm the been... Middle East. I kid before. I kill again. Fuck me, please. I'm gonna Hold blow on. you. Hold me. Hold on. Do you see the fucking emotion I'm going through right now? That means this shit is serious, okay? That means me and this motherfucker's not vibing right now. That's what that shit means, okay? You hey, got something on your chest? I got something that's motherfucker. Do you want some? Hello? Me? I the guy's got a cannon. What do you want? Do you want some? I won't. You want some bad enough, then you come I'm get some. I'm Wait. Hey, freeze, bitch. You freeze, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. Now back up. Put the gun down and give me a pack of tropical fruit bubblelicious and some Skittles.